Welcome to Empower Hour. I'm your host, Gina Sapanta. Let's jump into today's episode. Okay, guys, so what a whirlwind I've been on. Sheesh. So we just got back last night from Kala and Amangiri. Last weekend was the, or this weekend, last weekend, whatever, was the big Kala convention. Um, those of you in the, not in the legal world, it's a big lawyer convention that happens every year in Las Vegas. Um, it is a wonderful location where you learn and you get all your legal education credits and reconnect with all your colleagues and friends in the industry. And it's also Vegas with all those people and the politics and the FOMO and all the emotions that come with it. So I'm really going to talk about my takeaways from that weekend because it really put to the test a lot of our lifestyle and not really because I'm so intentional about my life at this point, but I could see how it can test people's resolve, people's willpower. And I thought it was an interesting examination of, you know, seeing all these high functioning people, professionals, and no matter what industry, some were lawyers, some were vendors, some were marketers, some were whatever they were in Las Vegas, where there's a lot of alcohol and other thing, other type of thing consumptions <laughs> um even food like you're overeating a lot of like food that's not good for you that is full of sodium and sugar is so delicious right so um i really want to use this podcast time today or the zoom i have so many different platforms um i want to use this zoom to talk about it because Yes, we were in a uh, conference setting with lawyers, but I know all of us, and no matter what industry we're in, are in these situations, whether it's within our in, our own friend group or network, work network group. You don't have to be at like some mega conference to have some of these same takeaways. And I thought it would be a great discussion today about how to analyze it, how to work through it, and then how to just continue to maintain our intention and our choice and our control despite all of these seemingly external temptations and invitations that seem to have power well we're in vegas so we'll just have a drink or five or i'll eat that stuff i don't or i'm not going to work out we're in vegas i'm on vacation those those little excuses right <clears throat> and then um yeah so Sorry, I'm just reading some of the chat here. Okay. Hi, Yo Johanna. I miss you, friend. Hope you're well. So, at base, I realize what I saw from the weekend and what we experienced. Yes, it's our community. It's our, our, our work community that we are around, and we appreciate being a part of that community, and it's wonderful, and a lot of great people and but there's also a lot of politics and a lot of emotions and a lot of drama for your mama not involving us because we were we were asleep by nine o'clock <laughs> you already know that but at base this comes down to our community who we hang out with because let's take up again you didn't have to be at a crazy conference with me this weekend to apply this to your surroundings, people you're around, your life. Look at our community. Who are your friends? Who are the people you hang out with? Who are the people you talk to the most on any given week? 
you can write that down right now. Name them. You know them by name. Who are the people you text with the most? You talk to on the phone the most? You DM them or whatever, even on Instagram. I think that's interesting too because I have certain people that I only DM with or I tag on social media like funny memes. That's an interaction. That is me intentionally connecting with them even if it is tagging them on a funny meme. Write those people down because you'll start to see patterns. There's certain people that you only tag on certain things. There's certain people you only talk to like when you're stressed out during your day or when you want to feel good. You call those people, right? And so write those people down. By the way, let's talk about me for a few minutes. <laughs> well, it is my show, so. And don't mind my hoarse voice. This is what happens when you are wheeling and dealing and entertaining and being the hostess with the mostest in Las Vegas in a smoke-filled Bellagio, which has a horrible filtration system. For three days nonstop, it, it takes a toll on our vocal cords. But it sounds cute. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> say something about myself. I, let me rewind, I'll remember it. I took a look around and I said, who are we hanging out with? Who are these people? And we had a booth, we had a booth at the conference. And so naturally you stand there and you greet people. And I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people we all rely on on any given day, any given week. Who are they? Write them down. Oh, I remember what I was going to tell you about myself. I do not write anything down. I really don't write most things down. I don't journal. Uh, I tell people to journal. I tell people to write things down because I do know that it is helpful for some people. But I, like Oprah, am an extremely powerful self-manifester. She said something and I said, Oprah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't write anything down, and I am so intentional about what I want at this point in my life, and I know how to get it, and I know ultimately it's up to me. And so just a slight tangent, I don't write anything down. <laughs> and so maybe like, and if you don't either, and if it doesn't work for you, great. Let's just follow through on the intention though, right? Think about it all you want, but let me see some follow through and then talk to me. So back to our community. Who do you hang out with? Who is your work family? Who is your real family? Who do you turn to? Who do you lean on for inspiration? You know? We have, both Mike and I, you know, we, we're hyper-focused and hyper-intentional about who we have around us and who we lean on and who we get inspired by. Because yes, Mike and I are out there, a lot of people know us, and a lot of people a lot, our message resonates with a lot of people and that's wonderful. But where do we get inspired from? Because we then process it and then regurgitate it and share it and then you probably do the same thing for your networks as well. And I, had, I started thinking about all that, like here we are in Vegas, here we are in this conference or here we are at our, you know, apply it to your life, whatever community stuff you do. And isn't it interesting how when people are all together in Las Vegas or a celebration or some excuse to let you deviate from your goals, your manifestation, eye on the prize. Well, I'm in Vegas. It's fine. Let's just, you know, let's treat ourselves. Oh, I heard that a lot. So I'm going to share with you some of the things, the takeaways I heard from people at in Vegas because a lot of people recognize us there and I got a lot of wonderful feedback about people who follow the podcast who do the zoom with us and follow my page and it resonated 
three or four things resonated from everyone who gave me feedback about listening to me. They hear me. They like the messaging. They like what I have to say. They love the tough love. They love that I'm not pampering everyone and, oh, love yourself how you are. That's not me. You know? Like, come on. Try harder. You deserve better. You, you deserve better. You can have better. What I noticed a lot of the time with the feedback were three things. And again, this can be applied to any situation in your network of people. Number one, the negative self-talk people have about themselves. Whoa, negative self-talk. Holy moly, we are our own worst critics. We are our own worst enemies. We've talked about this. Gina, I love your podcast. I follow everything. I love everything you say. You're right. You're so right. I wish I would have known this when I was younger. All of that stuff. Oh, no, I can't be like you. I wish I could be like you. Oh, I'm going to try. I'm trying. I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to get in the gym. And you guys, I'm not judging you. I'm giving you the feedback. And I hear this all the time. And you do too. You hear this and you say it. And I say it. I'm guilty of it too. So this is not judgment. I'm just focusing on something and highlighting something that you can use throughout your day as a check, as a reminder, like, oh, oh, oh I'm not going to go down that you know, self negative self-talk road. Nope, we're not. I can't. I should be doing something. I need to do that thing. I'm going to try to do it. And not only are they talking negatively about themselves, but then a lot of the time when you talk about other people, you apply that negative too because negative uh, misery loves company. When you're feeling great, when you're feeling empowered, when you're feeling confident, you're not interested in the gossip. You're not interested in talking down about people. If anything, you're like, I wish them well. I hope they're doing okay. Like, move on. Keep it pushing. I've got things to focus on. You know? I've got an empire to build. I don't have time to be talking about people. So, the can'ts, the shoulds, the trying, the um, I need to. I mean, how many of us talk like that throughout the day? And it's second nature. We don't even know we're doing it. I was talking to like some lovely people. Oh, I, I'm just so lazy. I can't do that. How do you do that? Like, ah. And the one thing I kept saying was, you guys, I'm no different than you. I don't have a special power. None of us have any special powers. None of us are better or less than the other, ever. We are literally all the same. It's what we do with our time. It's what we do with our self-talk. It's what we do with our choices. It's what we do with, um, it's what power we give to the external excuses, the toxic family, the toxic relationships in our life. It's what we choose to allow to tolerate in our life. We choose. And I don't know why there's such a big disconnect with the fact that we can't every day wake up and say, I'm choosing this. I am choosing to walk away. I'm choosing to stay on course. I am choosing. You can choose what kind of cream or how you can choose that Starbucks coffee. Right now, if I asked you, how do you like your Starbucks? Dip, 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 dip. You have all the ingredients, you choose that and you are gonna get that coffee. You know what nail color you're gonna get when you get to the salon. You do, and if you don't, you have that stack to choose from. Like me, you're probably sitting there to the very last minute and I'm like, I don't know what color, but today we did this color. Kind of an off Tiffany blue, but that's not the point right now. <laughs> You guys, you see what I'm trying to tell you? Why is choosing a nail color? Why is choosing our Starbucks coffee, which nobody's gonna get in the way of that thing, why is it any different than the people we allow in our life? Then 
the health we choose and the food we choose to eat, then why is that any different than choosing to go take a walk, choosing to lift some weights, choosing to think and speak kindly to ourselves? This is literally the baseline every day going forward for the rest of our lives. Why is that any different? And that led me then to a second situation that I saw was the FOMO. Fear of missing out, F-O-M-O, -O, fear of missing out. How many, raise your hand right now, I cannot see you, but I could feel it. Raise your hand if we have FOMO occasionally, almost all the time, me, hi. And I knew FOMO was a problem. I knew FOMO was a very big problem for me and I, I suffered from that. I'd say through my 20s, it really like made me make choices in my life that I didn't realize, like I had zero accountability at that time. Everything was happening to me, right? Life was happening to me, not for me. And the FOMO drove my decisions, fear of missing out. I had to be at every party. I had to be at everything. I had to. And even starting our company, every now and then, and those of you, you know, who have your own company or, or in a workplace situation, you know, fear of missing out. You can't miss that work event. You can't miss that social thing. You can't, you can't, there's, you cannot miss out. But it's like, why? What are we worried about missing out from? Like really, if we don't go to that one thing, if we really don't congregate or socialize and do that one thing, what really is gonna happen to us? Really, what's gonna happen to us? And I continually remind myself of this because in our industry, there's so many socializing and networking opportunities all the time. It's really how our business grows. I think it's how most businesses grow. Um, and it got to the point where it was driving our lifestyle. Our life was being shaped around networking and socializing and fear of missing out. You can't miss this thing. You can go to this party and then you have to be seen and you have to be. And it got to a point where Mike and I, I started feeling the burnout more quickly than Mike did. I started getting angry and becoming, I started having really negative self-talk about things like, ah, I don't want to do that. But I have to because FOMO, if I'm not there, you'll miss the big client, you'll miss the big potential connection, you'll miss the big con And I got to a point where I said, no, this isn't right. This is going against my internal barometer of your, you know, your instinct. Like this does not feel right for me. But I kept pushing it out of the way. Despite me talking to you, despite me knowing everything I know, I gave power to something outside of me and I allowed it to control. I allowed it to control my life. I allowed it to control my day without even knowing it. And it's okay, this is not a judgment zone, but now that I'm educated on it, now I have the choice to make. Do I continue down that path, running myself ragged, trying to find another outfit to wear, because you can't wear it, well you now all know I can wear something twice in a week, I don't care. But did I really need to go to that event? Do I really, instead of being home, maybe doing nothing, maybe taking a walk, maybe being with the family, maybe shopping, maybe doing something I wanna do or nothing at all. Like I don't owe anyone an excuse. What? I'll do what I want. But I started not enjoying it. But I kept pushing through. And I know a lot of you probably have felt this. You keep pushing through, you keep pushing through. And it doesn't feel right because it's the FOMO you fear missing out you fear that you're gonna miss out on something um secret you're not you're not and you have total permission to say no and in fact you saying no to things 
Remember, that was one of my podcasts, learning to say no. It's okay to say no. Lean into saying no to things. Nothing is gonna happen to you. Your business is not gonna implode. Your social life is not gonna implode. Nothing horrible is gonna happen by you saying no to constantly having to be somewhere. You don't have to, remember, you don't have to do anything. We don't have to, what a gift. We don't have to. Oh, but you don't understand, I have to. Because if I don't, then my business is gonna fall apart. And if my business falls apart, then I'm not gonna have money. And if I don't have money, then I'm not. Stop it, you. Get out of that rabbit hole, you. You see how we do that to ourselves? Like nobody's talking to us. We do it to ourselves. <laughs> and so taking a step back and seeing at this conference, people drinking more than they wanted to, eating more than they wanted to, staying out later than they wanted to, not showing up at my 5.30 a.m. workouts, okay? Because they had to not miss out on that thing before. And I'm not saying that's the only reason why they did it, but I'm saying it was one of the reasons. They certainly didn't want to be left out. Well, Mike and I, I can tell you right now, we're in bed by nine o'clock because we're at the point now where I'm like, you can leave my ass out. I don't need anybody. And I really believe that. <laughs> Not all the time, but I'm, pretty I'm feeling pretty confident right now, so I'm saying that. So the FOMO was another, another driver I saw when people were just kind of losing it. Oh, you're in Vegas, it's fine. Believe me guys, I've said that plenty of times in my life. <laughs> and it is fine, of course. Somebody said, another thing they said, Oh, how do you eat so healthy all the time? I mean, I can't intermittent fast. No way. I love food. I mean, let's just treat ourselves. Let's have some dessert. And I'm like, that's not treating yourself. But then a part of me was like, okay, I don't want to also be Debbie Downer constantly like, you know, trying to lecture everyone. But I am like a mother and everyone is kind of starting to call me a mom. <laughs> well, I am a mom, but like people are calling me mom because mother knows best. This mother knows best. And I'm gonna say it, I'm sorry if you don't like it. And if you don't like it, it really is just a reflection of you. And by me saying it, it's actually reinforcing for me. Stay on your, stay in your lane, chick. Stay in your path, keep looking forward, okay? And so when I do vocalize it, when I do the podcast, when I post stuff on IG, this is really like, yes, I'm glad it resonates with everyone, but really it is to keep me in line. Like I've said, I don't want any of you to call me out when I step out of line. And if that's what motivates me and keeps me in line, then so be it. So, Gina, how do you, I can't do that. I can't eat, I get so hungry. Let's just go, let's have a dessert, let's treat ourselves. I'm like, that's not treating yourselves, let's treat ourselves by actually fasting until lunch. How about that treat? Why is that not the treat? I have a, I can give you a treat. You want me to help you cinch that waist and snatch your body? Let's fast until one o'clock today. Who's with me? Bring on the soda water with lemon in it. Why is that not sexy? Why is that not a treat? Why is that not like, why is nobody FOMOing for that? You see, let's think about this. Let's change this perspective. Why is nobody FOMOing to intermittent fast? I mean, I look pretty goddamn good in a bikini. And, <laughs> well, I do. 
Why might I say, oh, I don't look good, uh, I'm, why? Because we were trained to be humble and to not be proud of yourself and to like talk down about yourself. Fuck that. I work hard, I live well, I live clean, and because of it, I am snatched after popping two babies out of my body and having a surrogate with one, and I didn't do any of the work. You guys, talk about self-love, self-talk, negative self-talk. There is no negative self-talk right this moment. I can tell you that, but maybe about an hour ago there was. <laughs> It's okay, it's a journey, we're going through it. Like right now, think about what about yourself are you just like, God, I look, I'm fucking, I'm bad. I am a bad bitch. Say it to yourself and be okay with it. Live in it, like relish in it. This is what gives us the fuel. When we dip down and we have that negative self-talk, which will likely come in about an hour from now for me, and the fear and the lack of confidence and the imposter syndrome and the mom guilt, all that shit starts creeping in as my day goes on and my confidence wears down. I will remember, but I do look good in a tight dress. I am pretty goddamn smart. People like me, that kind of stuff, okay? I mean, it sounds silly, but it really, it really can help pull you out. Okay, so then negative self-talk was something that resonated a lot with people that would talk about my podcast. They listen, they da, 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 da. But then they would do this negative self-talk thing about themselves. And I'm like, stop that. And I'd call them out. I'm like, stop that. Don't do that. This is part of it, guys. Not judging, but let's recognize it so we can learn from it and change it. If you choose to, if you really choose and want that life, you're going to change it, learn from it, move on. No judgment, no remorse, no shame, no regret. Gone. Boop. Move on. All right. The other thing I heard were the excuses and the justifications. The excuses and the justifications. Oh, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to live like you. I don't have resources like you. Um, uh, well, we're in Vegas, it's fine. Okay, I'll have another one. I'll have a vodka soda. Which leads me to an excuse I realized I was making, or I do make all the time. I hate flying. I hate flying. I hate flying, it scares the shit out of me. I love traveling with a passion. I love flying when there's no turbulence. <laughs> I'm okay with all of that, but touching on excuses. I don't drink anymore, like, in life, like generally I just don't anymore. It's like not great and it's extra calories and I'm so intentional about being healthy. But you put me on a plane, that rosé bottle pops right open and all of that goes right out the window. Literally all my health and wealth and manifest, bloop! Total surrender, total control, gone and given to rosé and given to my fear of flying and given to my lack of control and given to my I've acknowledged that and I'm completely aware of it. And it's wonderful to have an opportunity to continue to work on it. And I was doing pretty good. I can say I was starting to do a little bit better in that I wasn't drinking as much rosé and rosé's fine, it's basically Gatorade. See how I just made an excuse? It's Gatorade with a kick. But I did just make that excuse and I'm acknowledging it, I'm okay with that, I'm choosing it but you better believe on that flight from Amangiri to Phoenix yesterday, that 45 minute goddamn turbulent from wheels up to landing, 
the entire time across the Arizona desert. I don't even know if any of you have a phobia like that. Baby's on my lap. Sophia's sitting next to me and unfortunately she's developing a fear of flying too and I try to be so cool for her. Valentina, I am so jealous because she just like is eating. The plane is dropping and shaking and I am like trying, I don't get nauseous or anything. Like it's more just fear. Like, oh, okay. How's <laughs> flying this thing? How's this thing staying in the air? Trying to be cool for Sophia making sure the baby doesn't go flying, hitting his head, watching Valentina, like, how are you eating? Watching the pilot, who's also eating, Mike on his computer, not even phased. Oh, somebody, somebody give me a drink. Get me off this thing, okay? I'm using that as an example because I am very aware that I give power to my fear, and it's something I struggle with and I face often because we travel a lot, but I absolutely will not give into that fear to the point where I won't travel. I used to in my thirties, it got so, my fear of flying got so bad, it crippled me. I would cancel flights the day of. I remember one trip in particular I missed with my girlfriends going to Puerto Vallarta. Hello, so fun. I wouldn't get out of bed. I had the worst upset stomach. I was terrified. And looking back, I'm like, I allowed fear to prevent me, I chose, I didn't allow, I chose fear to prevent me from having an experience in Mexico on the beach with my amigas, dancing the night away, and instead I stayed home because I was so fucking scared. That fear is the same fear we all have for leaving a relationship, for leaving that job. It paralyzes us and keeps us because the status quo we know is better than the unknown fear, the unknown threat. And there is no fear, there is no threat, there is no thing, really. Obviously, okay, fine, whatever. There's a little bit. That's life, you can't control that. But statistically, statistically, flying is a lot safer than driving. And I know that because my husband's entire billion dollar career is based on car crashes, okay? Statistically proven, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I see that plane and immediately, physiologically, my body reacts. And I understand now that it is me choosing the fear. And I do choose my crutch, which is alcohol, just to get me through and to help. Same analogy applies to the fear of leaving the relationships, walking away from that marriage or relationship, walking away from family, blood is not thicker than water, last week's episode. What are you scared of? Our fear has crippled us and paralyzed us. Our excuse of fear, our justification of fear has crippled us, has crippled our life. We're so scared of missing out. Fear of missing out. The word fear is there, okay? But if I give into that fear, if I give into my fear of flying, I go nowhere literally go like legitimately don't go anywhere. I don't travel. I don't meet incredible people. I don't have life experiences. I don't see parts of the world. I'm not able to expand our business. I'm not able to learn about new opportunities because I will give power to my fear and I will cripple and paralyze my life and stay in one spot. How many of us feel like we are in one spot or in a rut in certain parts of our life? Maybe not all of the life, which is great, 
but there are those parts how many of us feel we are in this rut like wheel spinning in a mud in mud right we're just spinning and we're spinning we're trying we acknowledge it we know what's happening now and this is great we know what's happening now what do we have to do like me if you can find a little crutch to help get you out you know what hey no judgment zone like i always say i don't judge myself i know that i have to do i have to use that crutch to be able to get me to fly to be able to get me to literally grow personally uh professionally i have to do it I will continue to work on it and I don't know if I'm ever going to master it, but I will never, I will never not do it because of fear. I will never, I used to. And I would miss trips. I would miss opportunities. I wouldn't go places. And I understand, it's a crippling fear still and I hate it. But on balance, the fear I'm going to experience and the, and the, the fear of the threat and the what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, all that shit we live with. I will choose to never let it outweigh the possibility and the higher likelihood of the success and opportunities that will come by flying, by leaving the relationship, by saying no to toxic family members, by saying no to that job you really don't want to be at anymore, by not eating that shit that you know you shouldn't be eating, by actually turning off and not scrolling mindlessly and maybe taking a walk and putting on a podcast and listening to Gina's Empower Hour while I walk or work out. What if I choose that versus let it, you know, versus continuing to live in the crippling fear? Well, if I do that, then I won't have money, then I won't have friends and I will hurt my family's feelings and these people will be mad at me and it'll be so awkward and I can't do that and go ahead, go ahead. And I call out the excuses, <clears throat> the excuses and the justifications. I call all those out, not in judgment, not in judgment. I don't judge myself. It's an, as an acknowledgement because this is a zero judgment zone. I've said it from the beginning. I speak harshly and I speak directly, but it's, I don't give a shit what you do. Do you? It doesn't affect me. But my excuses and my justifications do. And if I can share what I'm learning and how I'm bumping through life, figuring it out together with you in this beautiful community we've created, all the better. All the better for us to learn from each other. So those were the take, those were like the top three takeaways I, I found this weekend uh, in Vegas. We, I don't know if any of you saw, but we posted and invited people to come to our 5.30 a.m. workout because we wanted to show you we practice what we preach. I don't care if you're in Las Vegas. I don't care if you're on a getaway. I don't care if you're on vacation. I don't care if it's a holiday. We will not give power to excuses. And we do sometimes and we don't. And that was an example of when we were like, I don't care if we're in Vegas and I don't care if we're drinking all night. I don't care if we're eating unhealthy food where we feel sluggish and tired. I don't care that we're up later than we're supposed to be or we usually are when you are exposed and in more trying situations and environments this is where your practice comes in this is where mike and i getting up every morning and he does it more than i do i don't do it nearly as much as he does but the practice of waking up early never sleeping in ever you're wasting life never sleeping in 
we couldn't really work out this morning. We took a half hour walk with the baby, pushing that heavy little baby up the hill and he's getting heavier. All of those boring daily things that are not fun, that hurt, that are painful, that it doesn't feel good to wake up and go outside and walk. It hurts my bones. I'd rather just lay in bed and scroll on my Instagram for 15 minutes to get my mind right. <laughs> I've said that to myself. Nope, brain off, fall back on my practice, which is I know I've done it before. I've done it many times before and I've never regretted it. I've never regretted it. I've probably regretted laying in bed, scrolling through shit that's gonna give me FOMO, that's gonna give me comparison syndrome, that's gonna give me like jealousy, that's gonna give me, that's not giving me, I'm choosing it, right? See, I'm putting power on something outside of me, but I know I'm putting myself in a position where there's temptation that's gonna make it harder for my willpower and my confidence to stay intact versus getting my ass out there walking that hill, you know, to burn those buns. Okay. Is anyone out there intermittent fasting with me, by the way? Oh, let me talk to you about that. So on intermittent fasting, when I travel, and it's not an excuse, I choose this. When I travel, I don't fast. So like in Vegas, I would have breakfast, but I'd have like two poached egg, a sauteed spinach, and a parfait. Oof, heaven on earth. And that, to me, that's okay. Like, I know I'm gonna do that because two to three days of me eating like that is not gonna make a difference because I am so dedicated in life and in my regular lifestyle to fasting, it's not gonna matter. And quite frankly, because I don't eat as much, my stomach has naturally shrunk and so my body doesn't even want that much food anymore. So it's a win-win, it's great. And I'm also not eating a bunch of shit. Well, that, what was that thing called? That hot iron, what was it babe at Amagiri? That pancake? Yeah, the fluffy pancakes. And what was it made in? Cast iron skillet. Oh yeah. Fluffy ass pancake from Amangiri. Check it out. Woo wee. But I shared it. But I was dunking it in the syrup. <laughs> you know, who cares? It's fine. I'm good. Because I don't eat like that every day. And you know what I mean? So it's okay. Yes, intermittent fasters. Hello. Hello. Does anybody regret it? Does anybody regret it? It's painful. You're starving at 10, 11 o'clock. Who are you starving? Starving with a capital S. Like, I'm getting a headache. Oh, I get a headache. Take two Advil. Keep it pushing. Come on. I, it's very uncomfortable to fast for me. But the results, <laughs> can't argue with results. Yeah, I never regret it. Yeah, good. Control, isn't it great The control? Ooh. Okay guys, so back to what I was talking about in the beginning, the community. Who do you keep as your friends? Who are you inspired by? Mike was reading a book or heard something by this guy named Robin Sharma. And he says, not only, is your, not only does your community consist of the people you actually interact with, but the books you read. And this was very insightful. Robin Sharma said, when you read a book, it's as if you're having a conversation with that author. What? I never thought about it like that. When you read a book, 
It's like you're having a conversation with the author. And so in saying that, he says, so if you want to be inspired and you want to be that thing you're trying to manifest in your life, look for authors that talk about that stuff. You want to be boss, babe, CEO, read Steve Jobs book. You're talking to Steve Jobs. Read, um, what are some other good books, babe? Anything from anything. Marcus sitting right Aurelius. Me. Marcus Aurelius. Oh, you guys should look up the book, uh, the Stoics, Stoicism or something like that. I'll find it and I'll put it up. But Gandhi or Benjamin Franklin. Gandhi, Benjamin Oprah. Franklin. All these, Oprah, heard of her? All these people say the same thing. They've been saying the same thing. The Stoics from Greece a billion years ago have been saying the same damn thing that Jay Shetty is saying today. It is all refurbished and repackaged, but think about it. It is all the same thing and it all is choice. It is all self-love. It is all turn off the noise. It doesn't exist. Turn off the excuses, the judgment. We live tortured in our mind only. Nobody's torturing us. Nobody's torturing us. And if they are, call the authorities. It is in our mind. We do it to ourselves. It is not real. It is not real. But when you have the conversation with that author, they become the circle of people who you yep. put around. When you have the conversation with that author by reading their book, they too become part of your network because you are spending time with the author's words and you're conversing in that sense. Is that amazing or what? I mean, I'm headed to Barnes & Noble right now. You'll find me in the boss babe section. Hmm. But I never left that section. You won't find me in the cooking section. You won't. Or the gardening. Ooh, dirty. <laughs> Any questions, guys? Let me just check on here for a second. So guess what I'm working on, guys? Guess what I'm working on? I've been so inspired lately by hanging with other, most of them are females who have their own businesses and learning about their best practices in their business and the different methods and strategies they're using to be successful in, in their business. And then the failures, more importantly, things they're failing at. I'm not, I mean, best practices are great, but teach me about the failures you've had and why, why won't you go back to that? Why didn't it work for you? Help me learn that because I then can see things through different lenses. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting and fun to do either a weekender or even one night? Cause we don't need more than one night. Like we have things to do one night with like a small group of eight to 10 women, business owners. And I don't even know if I'm going to make it down to law firm owners. I might, but there's something about the business owner. There's something about the executive, the person in that higher level, because you see things, you see things through a very different lens. You have to. And so what I'm working on right now is putting together a workshop, like a one night workshop or a weekender, but I think we'll do one night to start where eight to 10 women, first come first serve, all have to own a business or be in an executive position, come together and we go to a resort. We go like to Napa or Palm Springs or San Francisco or somewhere beautiful. 
and we sit in the pool and we drink rosé and yes we'll do chit chat but let's talk talk to me about why your business works talk to me about why it doesn't talk to me about what is your goal what are your goals and how do you plan on getting there let me learn from you this goes back to the community i was talking about i'm going to create my community we all should create these communities if we want to have the life we want to live because you become who you hang out with you are who you hang out with look around you who do you spend the most time texting talking to um and and your time with are they high achievers are they the kind of people you want to be hashtag goals or are they friends that you've had for 30 years that blah 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 i have to hang out with them because i love them and fine hang out with them send them a card fine okay but how much time do you think you have left on this earth to work on yourself and your goals and your manifestation nation how much time do you think today could be the last day and don't freak out when i say that everyone calm down why does everyone get all worked up when i say it like that we're not getting out of this thing alive okay so maybe that's the fire under your ass you need to remind yourself about maybe then you won't hang out with that person who isn't inspiring you you're so judgmental gina am i or am i just laser focused on myself only which allows me to manifest which allows me to follow through on what i know i need to do to accomplish success as i define success so i thought putting a group of these women together where we can you know learn from each other talk about and naturally we'll talk about life love blah 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 because that all comes in and there's no nine to five for a business owner and so that's why i say it i i want to I want to make it very intentional with the executive or, and or business owner because there is no nine to five for us. It is our life. People ask me, what do you do when you're not working? <laughs> I'm never not working. And it's a privilege and it's an honor and I love it and I've created it that way. I better not ever not be working. It's a goddamn privilege that I could do what I do. I serve people. I counsel people. I've created an empire to further allow other people to be served. How can I ever walk, not want to do that? It's not easy. It's not glamorous. It's not fun. It is motherfucking stressful. And you feel like the sky is falling almost every day, but I don't have to do that. I get to do it and I choose to do it. And so if anyone out there is a business owner or an executive and who would be interested, um, you're going to pay your own way. Everyone's going to pay their own thing to get up there. Um, let me know. I'm going to, you'll be my guest on the plane. We'll go somewhere that we can fly because that's always fun. That's always a fun perk. Um, DM me or email me or somehow connect with me because I'm going to start putting a list together and I'd like to, I'd like to do this thing. I think it's going to be very successful and fruitful for everyone involved. So anyway, we have about 10 minutes. I don't want to ramble on because I can. <laughs> I'm a good rambler. Are there any questions? concerns um want me to talk about mom go want me to talk about imposter syndrome want me to talk about one thing another thing i noticed at this conference i went to was oh my gosh the comparison Ihole. you think going on instagram is bad but when you're around all these people and then you're forced to be in your like a pool of colleagues and i don't like saying the word competitor i think we're all just colleagues change the perspective change the language i don't compete with anyone first of all <laughs> nobody can nobody can keep up but they're all my colleagues and i'm gonna learn from them 
and they may be doing something better than me that gets more business than I do. Why should I be jealous of that? Why should I hate on that? In fact, why don't I learn from them? Like, what are you doing? There's plenty of business out there for everyone. No need to be greedy. I don't believe in any of that. Let me learn from you. What are you doing? How can I learn? How can I be better for myself, better for my business, better for my family, better for my community, my network? We can't, you know, you can go the jealousy, hater nation route, or you can go, let me learn from them. Why, what about them is triggering me? I am triggered by this person and I feel jealous and I feel like I need to compare myself to their success. Why? Let's turn the negative, jealousy, you know, hater language. Let's turn it to what has triggered me. It is highlighting some, it is a mirror for me. It is a mirror for uh, a spotlight on an area I feel insecure about and I feel not consistent about. What are they doing and what can I learn from them to not feel this way? How can I get that power, you know? And then always understand that you're not gonna ever feel satisfied. And that is the whole point of success. I talked about that in my, I think I did a live last week or something. Once I get that purse, once I get that job, once I get that car, then I'll feel successful. No, you won't. No, you won't. You're still in your thoughts. You won't. You'll still feel like you have to grab the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. Okay? You, you should expect to always want more. Not only, Sabrina, not only is it okay to want more, you better want more because the second you don't, the second you don't want anymore, guess what? You're complacent and you no longer have goals and you no longer have that thing you're searching for. So you better goddamn have goals and want more forever. You better. It's not only okay, but you motherfucking better. And if you don't, don't come crying to my ass when you're like just limping along through life, unhappy, unfulfilled, not living for yourself, in an awful relationship, with ungrateful children, with an awful job, with nine to five, clock in, clock out, hamster wheel, wake up, go to have lunch, pick up the kids, rush home, watch Netflix, go on your one or two vacations a year with your family and that's it. If that, don't come crying to my ass when you don't have goals to be outside of that. Okay? And you actually won't be able to come talk to me about that because I will be over there. And you will have no goals and you'll be satisfied and you'll be here. But that's not anybody on this Zoom because you wouldn't be here otherwise. It's okay to walk away. It's okay to say no to family. It's okay to walk away from them completely and block their phone number even, okay? It's okay to walk away from friendships and relationships you've had for X amount of years. It's okay to walk away from the marriage even if you've had children, I don't care. I can't do that to the kids. That's for a whole other zoo. I don't believe in that. If anything, it's a long-term investment you're making in yourself, which your children see, and will help empower them for themselves. And to always go after your love, to always go after your, your, your intuition. Your intuition's never gonna lie to you. It's never gonna treat you wrong. Please continue to honor it. Please continue to listen to it. It will make you Think about decisions that go against the grain. It'll, it might make you think about situations that are not going to be comfortable. You're going to have to go against family. You're going to go against spouses, children, 
you're gonna hear the judgment and the more successful you become, mark my words, the more successful in every little win you have, it will get more judgmental. People will be more critical of you. Oh, you think you're better than us now? Who do you think you are? Get ready, but be ready to turn them off. Be ready for it, but be prepared to be like, I knew this was coming, I knew it. And don't get all hurt, then get a boo. Have a cry if you need to, get it out of the system, and then keep it pushing. And what's the big deal with being alone? Who cares? It's pretty lonely at the top, let me tell you. It is pretty lonely. The higher we go, the more successful we become, the more people fall out because I read something that said, not everyone has enough oxygen to climb the high mountain with you. And that's okay, I'm not judging them. That's not for them. The mountain I'm trying to climb, not trying, the mountain I'm climbing, see, language check. The mountain I'm climbing is not for everyone. It is my mountain and I am going to summit it. I'm already there. And then once I summit that, there's one even higher than that that I am going for. But not everyone's gonna have enough oxygen in their oxygen tank to come along with me. And that's okay. And I am at this point even now where I'm looking around me and I'm like, these people's oxygen are running low. I've got to keep pushing. I'm not going to coddle people. I'm not going to bend and bow my inner peace and my demands and my manifestation for others because they can't work their shit out. That's not my problem. I got to go. You're mean. Maybe. Bye. As I take off in my plane. You guys, I'm not being silly when I say that. Think about it. Why the F not? Stop living for others. And it's easier said than done, but today, think about it throughout your day. What decisions, what choices are you making because of FOMO, because of excuses, because of negative self-talk? You talk yourself out of shit. Think about those. Catch yourself, don't judge yourself, but say, oh, I did that. I should, oh no, I'm not gonna use the word should. I'm trying, oh no, I'm not trying. I'm either doing or I'm not doing. Are you doing it or are you not, okay? Takeaways, these are the takeaways from today. And it's beautiful and continue that every day. No judgment. It's wonderful that you have the opportunity to self-talk, that you do now have the education and the tools and now know that all this shit was made up. And we are now just, you know, coming out from a pile of PTSD that we were taught and programming that we were taught for the last 30, 40 years, 50 years, okay? It's great, you're doing a wonderful job if you say you are. I can't tell you you are. Actually, who the hell am I to tell you anything? I don't care what you do. <laughs> I really don't. I wish you well and I hope you choose lovingly for yourself, but if you don't, that also has nothing to do with me or anyone around you. Surprise, it doesn't. <sighs> okay guys, five minutes left. Any questions? Anything? My light lipstick's working for me today. I went and bought lip gloss from MAC. Remember that? Woo! Bringing it back. I am bringing it back all the way. It's so sticky though. <laughs> I forgot how sticky it is. Oh, mom guilt, somebody asked about. How do you deal with mom guilt? Oh, I, I'll tell you how I deal with mom guilt. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Mom guilt does not exist. Say it again. Say it with me. Mom guilt does not exist. I can't hear you. Mom guilt does not exist. Well, yes, it does. Does it? Does it really? Because in my world and in my mind, there is no power for mom guilt. 
Mom guilt pa fuera. Get it out of here. I am the best goddamn mom and I don't even spend half of the time with my children because I'm divorced and so it's 50-50. So there's that. <laughs> and then when they're with me, I'm mostly on my phone, working, running the thing, da da da, da da da. If I gave into that mom guilt, it would paralyze me. If I gave into that fear, like I gave into the fear of flying, it would paralyze me. I would stay home, I wouldn't network, I wouldn't build my business, I wouldn't travel, I wouldn't, I probably would not have left the marriage I was in, I probably would be paralyzed and living for my children who don't even know one way or the other. I'm their barometer, I'm setting the stage for them. They don't know, but I am showing them mom guilt doesn't exist and I am not gonna give power to what society and culture says I should be doing. No, I shouldn't be doing anything. Remember, that's one of our danger words, should. I shouldn't be doing anything. What I am going to do and what I am doing is living for myself. And if that means divorce, if that means telling my kids no or yes to things because it's what I want first, not what they want. I wanna go out and I wanna do this and I wanna travel and I wanna build my business now. I will not be paralyzed by the fear of being a bad mom. It doesn't exist. And if you choose to give power to that, own it. Nobody is forcing that on you. Nobody is making you that. Oh, but people say things to me. I was just told you the haters are gonna hate the second you start trying to be successful. The second you start trying to empower and live your self-love and go after your thing, that's success. People are gonna criticize you. Oh, you're not gonna be home with the kids? Are you taking the kids with you? No, they're not invited. I always say that. They're not invited. This is my thing. This is my time. And the kids are even going to talk shit to you too. Don't worry about it. They're going to love you. It's fine. You do you. You do not give power to that. And if you choose to, realize that you are doing it. You are doing it. You are doing it. Not the criticism, not the judgment people are telling you. You are choosing to live by it. You can also choose to be like me and say, doesn't exist. I will not tolerate it. I will not let it power my life. It has no place here. It has no power here. I have those feelings that come up, of course. Nope. Pushing them down and out the window because they have, they serve zero purpose, zero, and you won't regret it. You'll feel pretty shitty about it going through it, just like turbulence. Going back to the fear thing, the fear of being a bad mom, the fear of, you know, the plane and turbulence. It feels pretty fucking shitty when you're up there and it's shaking and dropping and da da da. But when you land and you're on the other side and you are at the goal, the destination, you did it because you didn't give power to the fear. You didn't give power to the mom guilt because it's not real. Planes fly in turbulence a billion times every second around the world. You do the math. Any other questions? <laughs> Mike doesn't have any more mom guilt either. Mike's here. Look at how handsome he is. You guys, look at my Instagram Stop. post. Stop. We had our two year anniversary this weekend. We both <laughs> forgot it was our anniversary on Thursday. As long as you didn't tell anyone. Oh, you did. No, he texted me, somebody texted us, happy anniversary. And then <laughs> like he texted me right after that and he said, oh shit, is it our anniversary? And I'm like, What's the date? And I'm at the kids drop off at school. He's at the office working already. So we went and had Persian food for lunch. 
Oh, while we're on our phones working but left, holding ads you left out you screenshot it i screenshot it and shared it with the world because it's funny who cares oh we forgot our anniversary who <laughs> fucking cares it's just another day it's really of the lifestyle it's really the you know what matters is every day not one day so we had always planned to go to amangiri around this time anyway after vegas because i needed to like whew, get cal out of my system and so we turned it into our um second anniversary vowel renewal. And if you go to my Instagram right now, you'll see the video. I posted just a short one. I have so many other shots that are so good. And let me tell you something. The veil I'm wearing is the veil I wore two years ago in COVID. I ordered it off Amazon. It was $25. <laughs> and I wore it when we did our drive through wedding in Vegas when we eloped, just the two of us. And so this year, you know, the kids were with us and it was it was fun for them to see that. And so we did that with them. I'll be posting more pictures throughout the week because they're just so good. And if you don't like them, don't look, but it doesn't matter, I'm posting them. Um, and so we were in Amagiri and it was wonderful. And so back to the grind, here we are. We never stopped grinding though, hello. We were out there working too. And it's wonderful, it's all good, it's great. And we will be in Louisiana this weekend. So anyone who's out there, connect with me. We're gonna be doing some fun activities there. And I'll go from there. So anyone um, that wants to get more information about the workshop I'm planning for the business owners, let me know. And um, I think that's it, guys. Have a beautiful day. Choose choose a powerful day. No one's going to make it powerful. Your, your horoscope is not going to make it powerful. Stop. Stop with that. You're going to choose to have a good day if you choose it. Period. I love you all. Wish you well. See you next time.